Thank you for tuning in to Hostmasters, the podcast. My name is Nana Sashir, and I'm joined by my po- my podcast co-host, Mr. Peter the Gentleman Lewis. You know what it is. Hello, how are you guys doing? Yeah, man, this man, this wild energy. And today we've got two of our favorite people in the entire world. Not just two of our favorite people, but I also feel like these are two people that actually have like I can say, like, edited and, like, actually engraved, like, a really cool story of how you guys can actually get through stuff and be a creative in this city. So, yeah, 100%. And I'm also someone that was involved with your course, The Four P's. So, we have today our boy Vic. What up? Our boy Raj. Hello. What's going on, gents? Pleasure to be here, dude. Thank Good you so man. much for having us. Good. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Oh, thank you guys for actually joining us, you know, like. I uh, like I was saying with Nana, like when we when we think of doing this, like you just played on like, you know, that whole story of how you guys are just running it and just doing what you have to do. And the words you said to Nana were like, What else are we gonna do? Mm. Right? No no option, man. No option. If you got if you got all this opportunity in the city to not take advantage of it, you're gonna be fifty, sixty and you're gonna be like, Damn, I didn't I was in a city where there was so much opportunity, I didn't take advantage of it. I don't wanna be that guy, I don't wanna wear that T shirt in my fifties. So yeah, we're out here doing it. Like we were doing it in London, like we've done it in other places. So, you know, it's a real pleasure to be here and um, so, so happy to support the podcast. Thank mm. you. So, honestly, you guys have such a great story, you know, and I think I gravitated to what you guys do because, well, first you pop by the bar when I first met you guys. You had this El Diablo and you were really obsessed with it. You loved it. But I started <laughs> to realize, you know, there's, there's depth to what you guys are up to here, you know, and uh, for everyone listening and watching, why don't you just let us know what uh, what you guys do? So we're we're actually cousins. Mm-hmm. My mom and his dad are brother and sister, so we've obviously grown up together. And we grew up around music, obviously around family, but our shared passion was music. So growing up, we used to like share music, mixtapes. You know, used to make the like the the record tapes off the radio. I miss those days. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you know, obviously, kind of we went our own kind of ways around uni time. Raj was a promoter, he'll tell you that story, I was doing my thing at uni. And then in 2005, 2006, after Raj was in Canada and moved back to London, he came and stayed with me. And he was like, you know, there's a guy, Russell Peters, he's a comedian, I want to do a party, I want to do an after party for him. So I was like, all right, cool, I'm up for it. And then that was the kind of genesis of our journey. We did an after party for Russell Peters, we started DJing together, we started a crew called, well, I joined his crew called Love Soul, it was just me and him as a... DJ duo, and uh, ever since then we've kind of just been like working together on on various projects, and all the way from the DJ now to the creative content agency, which uh, we run together in the city. CCA, mm. yeah, it's a good story. So yeah, like we were saying, like we've always been in an entrepreneurial family. Both of our parents, uh, respectively, had you know different businesses. He, Vix was an F and B and retail and import and export. My dad was predominantly a retailer and so I had a lot of experience like in terms of seeing people you know you talk about hostmasters like in a way when somebody comes to your shop and you sell them milk or cigarettes or magazine or whatever you're having a mini hosting experience it's like 20 seconds of like hey Rick how's it going here's your cigarettes hey you know Sally here's your Haribo's or whatever so now you end up becoming like a personable person and as part of our community as well as Indians we obviously were minorities so what was important in our culture was wherever we went to other lands, we kind of find each other 
and we have like community centers and things of that nature. So our community would do things for like gatherings of different families for like Diwali and big moments in like the, the kind of like Hindu or slash brown calendar. And at those times, I think both of us found ourselves in situations where in those community environments, we were helping out a lot, whether you're pouring the soda, whether you're selling raffle tickets for a charity. So it gave us a chance to kind of be, to, in, in that kind of time, you build your empathy because yeah. you're having lots and lots of experience with lots and lots of different people. And that's just ingrained in us. Now, not everybody takes that and leverages it. For some people, they're, they're more introvert and they stay that way. But I think for us, we get a rush and we get our energy from people. And the beginning of that was, you know, at a young age. And now we live in an incredible time where because of travel, because of the internet, because of being educated, because of so many blessings that we've got passed down from our parents, we can now leverage those like God-given talents. And so we have a creative agency. It's called the Creative Content Agency. We do do stuff in celebrity, which I can speak about if you want me to, but we predominantly help business leaders and we turn business leaders into thought leaders using podcasts and video. But we've had some great projects along the way that are a little bit more like sexy and mainstream. But, but you know, <laughs> 95% of what we do is sitting in meetings, sitting in boardrooms, sitting in shoots with business leaders and coaching them and helping them say and do the right things on camera and in the media so that they can have more sway in their industry. Yeah. And it's really cool, like, for me, like, just seeing you two, right? Because, like, to me, you guys are, are these, like, polished hustlers, right? So you, you're these, like, outdoor street hustlers that you look at, but then you also you sitting in these boardrooms that like n not most people will be like, hey, you know, Vic and Raj, like when they walk into, when you walk into the bar and like, you know, you're just chilling, you're wearing your Air Forces, you got your jeans a little bit down low, you got a nice, easy, slick shirt, not, 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 too, not too exposed, right? No one will say like, oh, this is Roger, this is Vic, these are guys that like actually rub shoulders with these people. And the thing is that you guys still have that like humility, you know, like you just don't, it's not that like, oh, we're out here, like, oh, check us, I know this person or that. It's just super simple. And that's what I like about you guys. Like you have that polished hustler mentality, but then also you walk into the bar and you say hi to everyone, mm. you know, everyone you see from like the guy that's just sweeping the, sweeping on the floor or that, and like the guy that's picking up glasses, you're like, hey, what's up, man? I'm Raj, you know, hey, what's up? This is this, how's your day? And I like that because you don't find that a lot nowadays in like people that actually chill like you guys, like the guys you chill with, you don't really find other people that chill with them that actually have that like, yo, we're still human, we're still down, we're still real with you. And that's why I'm like really happy to have you guys on like the show, like Hostmasters, because you guys are, are hosts in like your everyday life, you know? Mm. Well, yeah. thank you for saying that. I mean, I think it comes down to like upbringing, right? So mm. our environment, like Raj said, you know, we grew up, in a community where you have to find your own people, right? You connect with your own people. And, and those people come from everywhere. So you just, you just got to connect, you know, like connect with every single person that you interact with. It doesn't matter who they are. It's, mm. it's kind of, basically it's irrelevant. Because, mm. you know, you just you go, okay, hey, how you doing? What are you up to? What do you do? What's your background? You know, whatever. And you just find that connection point. And as long as you find that connection point, you basically can make friends anywhere. Mm. And by giving people attention as well, you have to remember, like, well, I appreciate you saying that as well, like noticing that because we've worked in some environments where, you know, it is quite a high-end environment. Where you've got high-end people, you've often got less fortunate people serving them. So mm. you've got your security person, you've got your cleaner, toilet cleaner, whatever the case may be, right? Because high-end people expect to be serviced. And so it takes a, a, a nation of people underneath them to make them feel comfortable, to bring them that drink that they want in the way that they want it and things of that nature. And... If I could, and I will, because I do this often, I like, you know, give people money when I'm walking around or whatever, like the guy in the 
bathroom stall or whatever. But that's not scalable for me based on the amount of money that I have. You can, <laughs> you can, you can, like, you, you can give away a couple of hundred a week, right? Yeah. But you can't, you know, you can't do that at scale for every single person. What you can give people instead of a tip or some cash is just some dignity. Like, mm. dignity is currency where you can say to somebody, like, yo, how are you? What's your day? What's your name? Like, do you realize that when someone tells you their name and you tell them your name, assuming that both of you remember, which sometimes I'm terrible at, but assuming that both of you remember, you now have something. Like you've not exchanged cash or mm. like some sort of other thing that you own yeah, or like a secret yeah. or saliva. You've not done any of that, right? <laughs> mm. but, but for that moment in time, you're like, Yo, I'm Peter, I'm, I'm Raj. And it's so funny because from our time, you know how you and I met Peter, like mm. it started off with a name exchange. It's like yeah. I walked over to you in Cape Town and I was like, yo man, like, what's up, I'm Raj. I'm Peter. Now, that could have been like, yo, that's great. Da, da, da. And maybe I go back that night to Peter's bar and have a drink. Maybe he throw, shouts me a drink, whatever it may be. Or it could lead to this four years later. Yeah, yeah. four years. Here we are in Dubai, overlooking Dubai Mall in a podcast studio. All of us <laughs> are friends. We all know each other. Yeah. And look, like, just look, look how beautiful it is. And then you imagine mm. how, that role, how that plays out over the next, you know, we're going to be friends for a long time. Like, Damn, don't, don't, yeah. don't. Don't think know, that man. we're not going to be. I'm calling December. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no, but Shut we're up, we're going to be sat. We're gonna, like think about that. We're going to be old age pensioners sat in Puerto Rico urinating on ourselves, being like, "Do you remember that El Diablo that Nana used to make at West Lodge?" Right? Probably because of the El you Diablo. Wanna, you want to <laughs> urinate some more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pete, Pete's going to be making cocktails in the corner. That's but, sure. but that all started from, "Hey, what's up? What's up, man? I'm Raj. Mm. Hey, what's up? I'm Peter." Yeah. Yeah. That's it, you know, like, so it's, I, I say all that to say this, which is that these, I do consciously think about these as exchanges because you can give somebody their dignity by giving them the opportunity to say what their name is, how their day is going, asking them how their family is. If you're fortunate enough to have the kind of memory where you can remember, oh, you know, how's your daughter? How's the first week at school? Like that, that, that karmically pays off way more than money. But what's ironic about that is the more good karma you put out, karma doesn't always give back in the way that you put it out. Yeah. So I, by me being a nice guy or by all of us being nice guys to people, mm. the knock-on effects uh, come back in a monetary way, in a relationship way, in an opportunity way. So mm. yeah, it's, it's so important. And I'm sorry for going Kanye on it. I just, I feel very passionate about that. And I, and I really love the fact that you picked up on that because I think a lot of people don't, you know what I mean? No, well, like that's, that's the thing that I guess also drew me to you. Like when, I, when we're in Cape Town, right? That is our whole thing. It's like you're genuine and like also just how you went with it. Like, you said this, and then the next day you came back and we did that. And I was like, man, like you don't really find a lot of people that are, especially on holiday, who will be like, yeah, I'm looking for this, but then also I'm gonna take like my time off my schedule to actually like link up and connect another dot yeah. as it is. So it was really cool. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I will really speak on. You guys give so much of your time to mm -hmm. helping people grow. I mean, you know, you see some big time people like Gary Vee, who you're good friends with, they're doing different things in terms of putting out content where it's Ask Gary Vee, right? But at the same time, you guys are in the streets as well. You guys are doing so much behind the scenes. I'll go to your place and you're like, yeah, we're producing a podcast for Master G and a few other people. And I'm like, wow, you know, mm. like how much you guys don't stop. You know, mm. I think none of us here stop, but mm. you guys are an exception to the rule. And you've, you've inspired myself in that regard. Mm you've kind of laid a blueprint for how to survive in this city to try and get things done to reach a certain level. And that's something that I truly appreciate seeing and actually why we're sitting here today, you know, because you've got the four Ps of, pod, of uh, the four Ps 
content. content yeah. Um, do you guys want to speak a little bit about that and how that came to be and what that is? Because I know you guys are going to be doing a few more, few more strings coming from four P's. So yeah, so the four P's of content. Each P stands for plan, produce, publish, and promote. And the thesis behind it is that no matter what content initiative you look at, whether you look at scribings on the wall of cavemen, right through to the metaverse, to have a successful content initiative. And you, if you distill it down to the four most important parts, it's plan, produce, publish, promote. So plan, what do you want to achieve? What are you prepared to invest to get there and what's considered a good result? Produce, again, you can produce stuff for the metaverse if you want, but today it's not going to drive the business results that are going to get you like an immediate ROI. So we talk about images, video, audio, text, then publish. Again, there's a million places you can publish. There's certain social networks where if you want to attract more children, more women, more animal lovers, there are all these kind of places where you can mm -hmm. do that. But predominantly the most business decisions right now are made on LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. And did I say YouTube? Yes, yeah, I said yeah, that. Yeah. And, then, um, and then promote. So now you've put this content online, you've generated this URL. How do I take real physical, like flesh and bone human beings and get them to go to that URL, whether it be through a phone, through a watch, through a laptop, through an iPad, whatever the case may be. So the way that it came about, the, the genesis of it is, I've been in this industry a long time, like registered it in 2006, but I've been in the promotional space, like Vic was saying, since I was at university, since it's 98. And over time, you do a lot of things, you know, you make a flyer, you, you make a magazine, I go on radio in LA, I'll do this, I'll do that. And I looked at all of it. And when it came down to building my website for the company, I thought about all the things that I'd done. And I noticed these trends. I was like, plan shows up in all of these. Produce shows up in all of these. Publish shows up in all of these. And promote shows up in all of these. In that order. Mm. So now I've developed a framework. And that, that framework is super robust. I haven't met a single person from the Gary V's to a first time blogger who's been like, yeah, we can remove one of those elements for a successful content initiative. You cannot, you have to have all four of those components in. It's almost like water, air, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. Fire, all that kind of thing. So, so how that's become a course is that if you come from an era where social media is not native to you, maybe you're a little bit older, you started your career before MySpace or before mobile phones came out, or you, you, just, you were just not adjacent to the digital media industry as, as you built your career. Things like meta tags and podcasts and optimization and SEO and frame rates can be a bit overwhelming yeah. until you bring them back to one of these four elements and go, well, all of this stuff fits under produce. All of this fits under, fits under promote. And when you start from there, it's much easier to then figure out what is it in this content initiative that I need to put in to make it successful or what is it in this content initiative that's plateaued or is no longer successful that I need to address to repair it. And I'm telling you like on the record, this is going to be up there with like Porter's five forces in business, Boston consulting group matrix and matrix. Like it's flawless. I could have literally called it Katech's content strategy and just put it next to any <laughs> of these things. Like this is something that yeah. we in our culture created because we are constantly like doing, doing music stuff, doing parties around people. And this is just like one of those aha moments that came from the world that we're in because I'm part of this the same way that we're all part of this. We're all barmen, bouncers, dancers, servers, DJs, MCs, you know what I mean? So that's what the four P's is. And I'm really proud about the organic nature of where it's come from. And we teach it. It's an expensive course to teach in person. Like it's in the multiples of thousands of dollars to learn it from us directly. But now because of the internet and the way that that's all scaled, we're now going to take those materials, put them online in video form, let people 
engage with the materials, study the materials, and then get some follow-on time with us over Zoom so that they get close to the experience of being taught in person, but at like one third of the price. I mean, one of the big takeaways from that, from that course was the fact that you could literally just start at any time. You, you broke it down in a way where you're like, there's no excuse really. If you want to do content, if you want to do anything, you can just take your phone. We have all the technology available. We have everything out there that we could possibly need and just start. <laughs> and that was one of the biggest things. I think one of the exercises you did, we had, to, well, we had to give you guys a bunch of different content, but I think I was in like, just in my room, yeah. just sitting there on the bed. And I, I forget what my topic was. It had to do with like drinks maybe because mm-hmm. this kind of where the host master genesis kind of came from. But it was just afterwards I was just sitting there saying, wow, okay, I don't know why I've been stressing so much about creating something and putting something together. And that's, I think, one of the biggest gifts you guys do give to people. Show them that it is possible, that all these big people you see on YouTube, on Instagram, on whatever, all they did was start. Yeah, everyone, everyone started somewhere, right? And, yeah. and I, think, I think the biggest blocker that people have is, is the mental block. It's like, okay, I need, like, okay, we're sitting in a studio right now, but we mm. didn't have to be. We could have done it at home on our phones. We could have, but we chose to do it in the studio. But the biggest mental, bl- the biggest barrier people have is this mental block of how do I make the content? Because they'll see mm. people like Joe Rogan or whoever, you know, f- you know many hundreds of podcasts in, mm. in a professional studio. His first... 50, 80, 90 weren't like that. Mm. They were like poor quality. They were like rough. He didn't know what he was doing. He was like stumbling across like his words mm. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But now look at him. Still stumbling right. on his words He's and causing, <laughs> causing controversy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Pissing off Joni Mitchell, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, you, but you see what I mean, right? Yeah, like yeah. the first 50 that you make are not going to be perfect. Yeah. So why not just do them on your phone? Don't invest in the technology. Don't invest in the equipment until you've figured out what it is that you want to do and how you want to do it. And mm. then you can invest. But just start. It's kind of like, I guess, yeah. going back to our ice today. Yeah. But also, we were just in my apartment, you know, we were just yeah. on, off the phones, and we've done a couple of, did a couple episodes, and there was great conversation, for mm. sure, but with the ice, there was also that mental block today, just yeah. a little context, everyone, me and Peter did a nice bath, I've been a little bit obsessed with ice baths, Peter did it today. Yo, and get in this, get in this, <laughs> this is, like, come to Dubai, get in the ice. <laughs> <laughs> or if you live in Iceland, go to your backyard. That's it. <laughs> Just jump but in there and yeah. breathe. Hey, if, that, if, if you, if I should move to Greenland, then. Oh yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Greenland's icy too, man. I'm sorry, bro. Uh, that's not the reason why I'm going. <laughs> so t- tell us a little bit about the podcast. Like, so t- tell me about the, the the kind of the thesis behind it. So basically, with the podcast, it's about the art of hosting, right? But one of the big genesis of the art of hosting is the fact that it's a social sphere. It's a chance for people to connect from different industries, different places, different backgrounds, whatever it may be. So when it comes down to Hostmasters, it's about having dinner table style conversation and having real chats, real talk, getting to the Mm. genesis of different issues and just bring stuff out. So bringing interesting people around the table, talking about backgrounds and just putting it on the air. Mm-hmm. But it's also going to lead towards events as well, right? Where yeah. it's not just going to be an educational initiative. It's going to be teaching a little bit about different elements of food and drink, but inspiring us to just connect and talk. Because obviously the four Ps 
the four pieces of content was during the pandemic. You know, we were doing it over Zoom, mm. right? And we've been doing a lot over Zoom. We've been doing a lot isolated. So we're at that point now where I think we need to learn how to reconnect again. Mm. So mm. the events is going to be tied to the podcast. We'll have a medium to be able to promote this initiative. There's going to be some digital education courses online, right? So that's going to be a part of it. But it's mainly podcast, us yeah. talking, and then yeah. events coming out. Yeah, and like, I also feel like it is, a, it is a thing where, like, when Nana approached me about this, it was about, like, how do we tell our truths, you know? Like, a big thing is, like, when, when I got, to, when I got to, Cape, well, to Dubai, a big thing that I saw is that this industry, like, as hospitality, is, like, it's really cool, it's well-connected, but then for us being people of color in the industry, mm. it's also still a little bit back for us, right? So how do we now also tell our truths within this industry? Because, like, man, we, I feel like we're we good at what we do in our industry, right? But then also a lot of people will, won't look at us as, like, these are the first people we want to pick, right? Unless we're loud and we like, those people that are like, yeah, these guys have put themselves out there. So it's like, I got you. Two, two, three weeks in, everyone's like, yo, who's this gentleman guy? Mm. But then there's been bartenders that are the same color as I am that have been here for, like, five years, and people are still like, who is that? Mm. So it's like, why does it have to be about this? It should just be about like, yo, let's actually get to this this real conversation. Let's find the truth of each other, right? It shouldn't be that this person did this competition, this person did that, this person got themselves on this. It's about like, hey, when we walk down the road and like see each other, we say, yeah, what's up? This guy does the same thing I do. Let's link up, right? Mm. Let's chat and let's see how we get better at it together. Mm -hmm. You know, like regardless of like all this other stuff. So it's just about like us talking our truths and also just like, finding the truth within other people that like we 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 see inspiration out of right so it's like in our journey and us getting here like how do we get that real truth and like how do we also show the other people that like it's not just people in my industry that give me that inspiration but it's other people out that actually look into my industry that show me oh this is where we can go and this is how we can play with it so that's that's all the lies that you can tell you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the lies yeah you know, so yeah, it's, 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 just, it's just a journey of us telling our truths and that's it. And like, that's why it's like, even now for me now, like, I like the story that you two, you connected back home, like in London, right? But then now the bigger thing for me is like your guy's story here in Dubai, right? Because obviously, yeah, you're still moving in and around Dubai, but then making Dubai home, mm. how does that play for you guys? And how did that actually like turn? Because I remember when I got here, you and I went for went for a drink like the first week and went to like time out and that and you actually like you you gave me a bit of truth like look this city like everyone comes to dubai saying i'm gonna get paid right <laughs> coming to dubai there's big there's big buildings you know there's big there's, there's big checks at the end of the month but you can quickly get like sucked in and like you actually it'll throw you out you know it's like it's that well that like eat you up and say bye or you're actually going to be the one that's running out there and actually putting yourself out there to actually get that pay or get that, like, success that you really want. Either it is, like, monetary or it's, like, you know, what your name can be at the end of the day within your industry. But, like, how did that work for you guys? And, like, where, where do you guys, like, actually find that, like, this is how we keep polishing and keep being ahead in our hustle, you know? So I, I've got an answer for that. So i got a family, right? So i got mm. a kid. We moved out here because my wife got a job in Abu Dhabi. I basically followed her out here with my kid. Um, and, you know, we settled, but it was a dream to come out here and live, not just for the money, that's, mm. a, that's a thing, but, you know, like safety, security, opportunity, diversity, 
you know, bringing my son up in that kind of environment, that's really, really, really important to me. Yeah. The financial side, it will come with whatever you do, right? Like yeah. as long as you're putting your like heart and soul into it and you're working hard, the money will come. That's all good. Mm. But that's the environment I wanted and that's what Dubai could give me. When I moved out here, I was like, I'll do a year and see. And I'm mm. five years later, right? And I speak to basically <laughs> everyone. They're like, yeah, we would see for a year. And they're like 15, 17 years later, 18 <laughs> years later. So we'll see how it goes. In terms of the question around how do you like keep polishing and like growing and moving forward? There's no other option. Yeah. Like literally, I believe that there's no other option. You only need to just keep moving forward. That's it. So, yeah. so like, why else would you do anything else? So we're, we're family, right? We're cousins. And mm. we've got a connective tissue in that. But we're also, like, kind of opposite personalities in a way as well. Yeah. He's, he's definitely more, like... Extrovert. I mean, extroverted is Out probably there. a good way to put it. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and I'm not, yeah. right? Like, admittingly yeah. so. But and you are, once people get to know you, you become yeah, yeah, like I'm, extra, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a friendly guy. I'll chat to every single person. That's, yeah. that's not the issue. I'll and a badass DJ. I'm a badass <laughs> DJ. Yeah, yeah, I mean, listen. Naughty that, fingers, tap dancing <laughs> with those fingers. That's straight. That's why I got married. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yo, but like for real, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the best DJs that you'll ever hear. But mm. more than that, so, so we have this like opposite way of working, opposite way of thinking, which complements each other. So from that point of view, f for us, like we can keep moving together and m moving forward. But ultimately, you've got no choice. Like, wh what mm. else are you gonna do? Like, you're gonna sit there and watch Netflix. You're gonna, I don't know what. Like, what is there to do? You're, you're just gonna keep right? moving forward. Yeah. And we're we're fortunate. We found something that we we believe in. We're passionate about, and we believe will help people and also help us. So. Mm. <laughs> she's got to keep doing it like yeah. it's a really weird and simple answer but you just got to keep moving forward yeah yeah i've definitely yeah. i resonate with that because i i myself i'm just always onto something different always pushing yeah. forward as much as i can with jobs whatever it may be but you notice the people that are the least happy in dubai and they're the ones that are just the most stagnant they're just mm. accepting their circumstance as is so you have to push for it. You don't have a choice or else the city will send you back home. Mm. Yeah, but like for you, Raj, like I find that you, you, have, you always have a foot, like a, a step ahead, right? When it comes to what's the new trend that's coming into Dubai, right? And like what's this next thing that's gonna come in? Like for me, coming in from South Africa, like I feel like being South African and coming here to Dubai, a lot of people look at you like in my industry is like, ah, we're going to show you a lot of stuff because obviously there's a lot of toys to play with in this industry here, right? Back home, I don't have things like rotive apps and centrifuges and all that. But then I get, yeah, there's all of this. But then also I'm like, man, like when I speak to a consumer here or the guest here, they're actually not on that wavelength that like the, the consumer back home is like ordering drinks, right? So for you to always be a step ahead and also like educate your consumer here, how do you like jump on that or where do you find like the, the best way to like get into it that's a really good question that is a really good question how do you how do you educate people and when you're when you're always ahead yeah because you always ahead that's a great well, well, that's an incredible question here's the thing <laughs> no, I think the question is not how do you educate people because you're 
if you're always ahead, it's like, how do you get ahead? And, mm. you know, let me, let me add something to my answer, like, to, to help that. One of the reasons why we can do what we do, and a big driving force is Raj, is because he's literally always thinking about the application of new things, right? So whether it be new technology or new ideas or mm. new policies or whatever it might be, he's thinking, how does that fit into the world? And I think that's a big part of how you can stay ahead because you're not thinking about something someone has said or a new technology or a new release by Apple or whatever it might be in its silo. It's like, okay, how does that apply to me, my world, and the people in my world? And yeah. I think you do that well. Mm. I, I'm, I'm opportunistic, but I do want to try and tackle that question head on because that's, it's, that's probably one of the smartest questions I've ever been asked in my life. And I'm not saying that because you're my man. I'm like, that is an incredible question because it's a, I actually don't know the answer to it. So I'm, I'm just trying to riff on it. But to Vic's point, like, I, you know, where we come from, you know, we're, we're all, we've all, if, if, you're, if you're basically of color in the last 40 years, you've had some sort of modesty in your upbringing. You, many of us don't grow up with silver spoons in our mouth and certainly the people around this table the same. So I'm always thinking opportunistically. Like, how can I get? How can I get in on this? What's What's my option? I'm not joking. I, you think this is like some some shit to put on a micro, right? The other day, that news newscaster or somebody announced it's going to be 40 degrees, <laughs> and I was like, 40 degrees? How do we get paid off that? Like, what 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 is it? I, I'll vouch what? for that. Yeah, that, that's a hundred percent true. We were sitting down, and he said exactly those words to me. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, if the weather's going to change and it goes up to forty, how are people's behaviors going to change? Where are they going to go? What are they going to need? T-shirts, outdoor drinking, this that does like, where like where's my slice? Like, how yeah. do I get a slice? And whilst at the same time, thinking, how do I give somebody else a slice of my pizza? Like I know as a result of being on this podcast that micros are gonna go on my Instagram. Two, 3,000 people will see it, maybe more. You guys will get some love off that and it's all like, it's all part of the same ecosystem. It's always like yeah. that kind of trading thing. Yeah. But Peter, that, that question, I would, you know what's gonna happen is I'm gonna leave here and the answer's <laughs> gonna come to me. But I think yeah. my, my instinctive answer to that question about how, if you stay ahead of things, how do you find people? I think it ultimately comes down to what you were saying at the beginning. If you know a lot of people yeah. You only need one or two people in that population now to, 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 to be into what you're into. So if I had a small group of friends, let's say I roll with, you know, let's say I only knew 200 people in the city. When Web3 comes around and blockchain and crypto, I've got to find one person to conversate with out of 200. Yeah. My truth is much more different. My truth is... I know maybe six to 10,000 people. I've never looked at it, but when I look at the various databases and my WhatsApp and all of the different communities that, that I'm involved in, I probably know six to 10,000 people. Yeah. It's much easier then to find somebody when a trend comes along. Like when, when, so, so when something happens, like you know, veganism becomes big, I go, okay, well, who do I know in that space? And it's much easier to know somebody in that space if the number of people you know are you know, thousands or tens of thousands rather than if you roll in a small circle. So I can always flick through. So you have to be okay, Peter, with knowing one person in that space, like just one person to start yeah. with. When music became digital, you know, prior to a, an application called Serato where people play MP3s on turntables, music was heavily played on CD and vinyl. Mm. I remember one of the hottest DJs in, in London, I won't mention his name, arguably 
one of the most talented DJs I've ever seen. I remember seeing him DJ. I'd had Serato imported in a family friend's bag from the US to London. I remember seeing this guy DJ and he was playing Biggie Smalls, Unbelievable, the album cut. Oh. <laughs> okay. One of the best tracks. On vinyl. Hey. On vinyl one, he's playing Unbelievable. On vinyl two, he's scratching R. Kelly. Your body's calling, it's unbelievable. That's where mm. that sample comes from. Yeah. So he's got unbelievable. He's got your body's calling yeah. by R. Kelly on one turntable, unbelievable by Biggie on another. And when the sample for unbelievable comes on Biggie's record, he scratches it in manually using the original record. Yeah. I said to him, that's incredible. <laughs> like that's genius yeah. level. That's Why don't you just get Serato? He goes, I don't know, I've seen it, but I don't think I can afford that. And a, and, and a DJ who's that good, who's that committed to his craft, is not in a situation where they can afford it. So at that point, I've got two things. I can be like, well, I just saw Jazzy Jeff using it in Toronto and it's like version one. These guys in London aren't using it. Which way do I go? Do I commit to where I think stuff's going? Or do I just go, well, this is what the best DJ in London, let's just go where he's thinking. Mm. Yeah, that crossroads, you've got to choose yeah. where the future is or where the future's going. It may not always work out, mm. but if it doesn't work out, the version of it that does work out five years later, 10 years later. Still plays off you. You, you, you yeah. still got some sort of muscle memory. If I've not gone all in on MySpace, there's no way I could have moved as quick as I did on Facebook. And I moved very late on Facebook. I remember my ex-girlfriend saying to me, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. She was from Kenya. Most of her like, family was back there or like her school friends. So she was like, I'm using this to communicate with people. I was like, I haven't got time for that. I'm out and about doing what I'm doing. But, but when I did click over to it, everything I'd learned from MySpace and every other thing that was, you know, MySpace version one, all the other apps at the time, all the other websites prepared me for it. So that's how you do it. You've got to have that instinct to be like, you know what, there's, no, there's never, it's rarely you're going to go wrong if you take a punt on the future. Yeah. But then you can't expect the whole world to get behind you. That's the answer to your question. Thanks for giving yeah. me the space to figure it out. You can't expect everybody around you to be like, I'm down with it, I'm down with it. You know, sometimes people will say yes. I, for me, you know, we talk about Web3 a lot. Mm. But within Vic's model of his life, he's got this much time to give to Web3. I've got a lot more time to give to it. So I've just got to be okay with as much conversation as I can get with Vic about Web3. Whilst at the same time, he's thinking heavily about the agency and my friends, your friends and Sugar Hill Gang podcast and da da da. Like, he's got a lot of other stuff on his brain. So I've got to get like, I've got to quench my thirst to a 15% degree with him, a 20% degree with somebody else, and that's how you piece it together. You can't expect yeah. to click your fingers and a tribe of people are gonna follow you. Even if you look at what Gary Vee did with NFTs, the first three months of him talking NFTs was all education. What is MetaMask? How do you download an NFT? What is cryptocurrency? You have to invest a little bit in education, then slowly, 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 like just water it, you know what I mean? Until it yeah. gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So with that said, You've mentioned the future. What are you seeing is coming up next? You know, you've mentioned NFTs, you've mentioned Web3. What, what are the big topics that are on your brain right now? So for me, there's two yeah. things which I want to be like clear about whilst you, whilst you work out yours. Like there's, there's two things that I think are really, really important and I'm shifting my focus accordingly. I think that educators in any shape or form are going to become the new rock stars because Prior, the, the decade prior to this, entrepreneurs became the new rock stars. 
to be an entrepreneur in the last 10, 15 years was the equivalent of being like really dope on a guitar or really, really good at rapping or whatever the case may be. But now there's lessons to be learned from that. And a lot of people have seen that success, but what's the gateway to assimilating that success and learning from it is somebody has to be able to educate you. Mm. And somebody has to be able to orate and phrase and give analogies that help people understand. Now, when I went from 20 to 30, the majority of my focus was just being a hot promoter and a hot DJ. And I definitely feel like I filled my boots on that front. Then I remember at my 30th birthday, I said to Vic, I said, you know, my name was DJ Rajal of Soul. So I was like, it's time to put that hat down and go all in on the Architecture brand. I want to be a really, really good consultant. I want to run a really good agency. And I did that. From 40 to 50, the next decade of transformation for me is all about education. When I look at people like, you know, Scott Galloway and Simon Sinek and all these folks, I'm like, I can definitely do that. Like that's something that I should be on. I should be on the same bills as those guys. I should be in the same conversation as those guys. So for me, I feel like if you become good at educating, if you learn how other people learn and then teach what you know, assuming that you've put the work in yourself to become good at it, there's that. And I think the number two thing in terms of where the world's going is we've just had a, a massive card reshuffling, like the, the financial world, the, what's going on with people's health and, and the, the pandemic and whatnot. Those who are now able to build and rebuild communities like the way you're doing right now, come up with an idea, a brand, get people on board with it. The community builders are also the people that are you know, really, really important. If there's one good thing I've done in my life, it's my friends, your friends. I mean, I've done lots of good things in my life, but if there's one thing that fills me with like joy it's the fact that I was able to build like a really, really good community with my friends, your friends. Did it with Love Soul and other yeah, things. Let, let's touch a bit on my friends, your friends. Because I think mm. like we, we've dropped a little tidbits on like my friends, your friends. But what really is my friends, your friends? Because like that's something that's really dope. And also how it even started for you guys. So we, I used to be back and forth from, from between Dubai and London. Mm. And between what I do in music, what I do in consulting and all the other bits and pieces. Every time I go to London, everybody wants to meet. So if I took every single coffee, lunch and dinner... I would not have time to like see my parents, see family, whatever the case may be, right? Yeah. So once I came up with this idea, I was like, look, why don't you meet me in this bar at this time? And people always say to me, you know, I want to meet a lawyer. I want to meet a pediatrician. I want to meet a this, this, this. And people know that I've got these people in my phone book. So I told all of them to come to a bar and I told everybody, come along. And I think, I don't know how many people came that day in King's Cross, 80? Yeah, like 60, 80, something like that. Right, a good amount of people. Mm. So I was like, if people are gonna, if this many people are going to come to a bar to come meet me, and I'm the host, <laughs> what if I had co-hosts? Mm -hmm. So in those days in London, it was called My Friends, Their Friends. Now, funny story, a single girl in Dubai said, can I try your concept in Dubai? I said, of course. She changed it to My Friends, Your Friends. I love that name. So when I came to Dubai, I had the idea, if I have multiple co-hosts, what could I achieve there? Because if 80 people will come out for me in London, how many people will come out if I've got 15 co-hosts in Dubai? Yeah. I then called her and said, I like your name more than my own name. Can I use it? And she goes, of course, it's your concept. Take it back. Mm -hmm. Then we changed it to my friends, your friends. The concept was very simple. I take 15 people. doesn't matter whether you're a shake or whether you wrap burritos. I don't care. As long as you're a good person, you can come along. Bring your friends along. Everyone gets a free drink. And anybody else who wants to come can come along too. Then the next time we do it with 15 other people. And then the next time 15 other, other people. Next time 15 other people. Everybody who's come to a previous event gets to come again. Yeah. Fast forward five years, you know, it's five years this month. Yeah. We're now this four, month, eh? this month, yeah. yeah. Five thousand. We're now yeah. four thousand people, and you know, the, the the last couple of events we did, uh, 
like our peak, you know, we're talking about Burj Khalifa and Fountain Views and big, big venues in the city. Yeah. 500 people coming, Dynamo, the magician coming, like just mm. a cool vibe. So that's my friends, your friends. Mm. But it's like with everything else that I do, it's a lot better now that Vic's involved because now, because he was in Abu Dhabi before, right? right. So I can only put, an, as, as popular and as, as I am and as much resources as I have, there's a cap to it and there's a cap to my thinking and my capacity. But I'd say it's gone up a level now because... You know, everything we're doing has gone up a level. All our capacity when it comes to yeah. celebrity, everything is because now that he's here. And I think, like, for Vic, he's got the benefit of both because not only is he there when I'm workshopping the ideas in my head and I'm ringing him at, like, you know, 11 o'clock at night, like, yo, can I picture this? Literally, mm -hmm. yo, can I picture this idea? But he also moved from Abu Dhabi to Dubai and actually got to be a punter at My Friends, Your Friends. So the one that we did together at West Lodge, that's the first one he came to. That is the first yeah. one, and it's and it's weird. well, the first one I came to was the one in obviously in Kings Cross, but yeah. <laughs> but but I wasn't here when it started, and I was in Abu Dhabi when, you know, it was happening, and actually most of the time I was out of town, but I'm, but you, you know, again, me and Raj have been working together for on and off or in various capacities for 15, 16, 17 years, so I'm literally involved in every kind of aspect of what he's done in some level, yeah. shape or form. And my friends, your friends, I've always felt for me is as much like I always I've always felt a part of it as like as it's one of my own brands yeah. as anything else. But I've never been to one until <laughs> West Lodge. And that was like <laughs> only three years ago, something like that. Oh, even uh, three, two years ago. 2019. No, it was before 2019. 2018? Okay. Yeah, well, it was like yeah, 2018. Yeah. So I think I think my friends, your friends for me is this. I have a weird relationship with my friends, your friends. As I, you know, I wasn't involved in it, but I've always felt like I was a part of it because I was there the first one and, you know, Roger spoke to me about it basically every single time it's happened. And I've actively been involved in the last maybe three or four. But it's probably, no, it's definitely one of the best communities that I've been a part of, without a shadow of a doubt. 100%. Because not only is it like, yeah, Roger's network and all that kind of stuff, but... The diversity of people in Dubai is the diversity of people in My Friends, Your Friends. The That's openness dope. of the people in Dubai is the openness of people in My Friends, Your Friends. It's, it's an exact snapshot of the best people that you can find in Dubai. I'll double down on that because Without a doubt. I think when I got here, I mean, I came with like 20 other Canadians, right? Mm. And... I was the last one standing for a little while. Vanessa, my friend, she came back, but literally everyone was like, I'm out. And the big narrative was that there aren't that many good people in Dubai. Everyone's so superficial. Everyone's this, everyone's that. But then you go to things like my friends, your friends, and you meet all these really interesting and diverse personalities, and they're all smart. You know, They're doing cool jobs, even when the job might be mundane. They still have such amazing interests that they bring to the table so it does attract a certain kind of individual to my friends your friends and that reinforced that for me and to be honest i mean i think we've all gone through our i don't know should i leave dubai where should i go next that's one of the one of the those are some of the events that made me say you know i think i'll stay mm. especially there was one in particular where i had lost my job right and i was in between jobs and it was a pretty tough time, you know, very, very tough time. So, you know, I showed up, suit, you know, and I started networking a little bit. But that was one of the catalysts that made me say, okay, I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to try and figure this out. I'm wow. Try and 
I'm going to try and make this work. You know, my friend Rebecca, she had a pretty good speech with me. And then I went to my friends, your friends. I had a couple job interviews after that. And it was like, okay, this city still has something. Mm. I'm not finished yet. Mm. So, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you the double down moment for me, actually. I just realized now that Vic was talking about it. I think the first my friends, your friends you came to, you stayed at my place in yeah. Views. Yeah. I remember, I don't know if we'd had a couple of drinks or whatever it was, but I remember when he, he kind of like hit the couch and he was like, yo, man, I think if you remember this, he was like, yo, man, of all the things you've made, yeah. he goes, this is it. Like, this is really special. And obviously, because he's seen so much and he's not, yeah. he, he's not the guy who's going to gas me up. It's not like that's not his job. <laughs> but he goes, when he said that, I was like, oh, well, if Vic thinks it's hot then actually it might be. Do you know what I mean? Because like, I've got a hundred things going on. Like my friends, your friends is one of my many children. Of course I want it to be successful and grow, yeah. but I've got so many things going on in my head. So many conversations. My friends, your friends was just one of many at that time. And I clearly was running away and being successful. But I think when he goes, okay, yeah, because he's seen us fill out the Gherkin building in London mm -hmm. and put 500 of our friends in there. He's seen us put 500 people in a room with Gary V when Gary, when no one knows who Gary V is and he can walk down the street and get a burrito. He's seen us put a couple of hundred people inside a nightclub when Russell Peters is doing 1200 seats in London. So for him to know all of those kind of properties that we've built and be like, yo, my friends, your friends is the one. I think that definitely gave me a confidence boost in terms of like committing more energy to it because it mm. does take time to go to venues, explain the vision and don't get it twisted. 13, 14 venues in, I still walk in raw to venues. I went back to the original venue that we did My Friends, Your Friends in. Management had changed, name had changed, and had to pitch the vet, pitch it from scratch to the venue where My Friends, Your Friends started. And I had to use video evidence of the first event we did there to explain to them, here's what it is and here's how it works. And here's the, the lesson I want to leave with, because I know we've not got much time. If there's one trick that I've done, not one trick, if there's one thing that, that is a a special thing about my instinct when it comes to navigating places is, is to your point again, Peter, you said people come here and they're like, what can I take from it? I've always gone to cities and be like, what can I give to the city? Fair Move enough, to London. I'm enough. gonna give you the Russell Peters after party. I'm gonna put you in a government building, the Gherkin building for free. And all of my birthday parties will be free. Five, 600 people, doesn't matter. If you go there being like, what can I bring to this place? It will bring you much more rewards. Everybody comes to Dubai thinking they're going to beat the house. Like, yeah, they're yeah. like I'm going to come here between tax-free, between this, between getting money off on entertainer and being so close to the Maldives. I'll make so much money and I'll have such better holidays and I'll, become a, I'll be a six out of 10 in London, but I'll be a nine out of 10 in Dubai. And then they leave <laughs> with less money. Damn, or the same amount of money or some sort of PTSD because they tried to beat the house. You have to work with the house. I came here and I, I'm not joking. I saw that Dubai was like, we're overexposed when it comes to five-star, like five-star hotels and five-star restaurants. We need to go more mid-class. We're in the Rove Hotel right now, which is a three to four-star hotel that plays in the $100 a night you know, room rate. So I was like, if they want to build out the middle classes, I'm going to make something that's going to be so brilliant for them when it comes to bringing out regular people, like, like Vic said, if you, want a, if you want a teaspoon of real Dubai, real Dubai, not what they say on the BBC yeah. about, you know, Bentleys and sparklers on bottles, yeah. a teaspoon of real Dubai and people like us that move around, that teaspoon is the 500 people inside of my friends, your friends. So when you go somewhere being like, what can I give this city? How can I align myself with its interests? And while still benefiting myself, that's the trick. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to try and beat the casino. You want to work with it, 
over and over again until you build a property like my friends, your friends, where now I've got my own casino. Now I have no problems in this city. It's a hot <laughs> knife through butter. Think yeah. about it. What, what, what can I want in the city? New client, my friends, your friends database. I, I, by the way, I don't open the database. I don't know what data's in there. I'm talking about people that have just given me their number. At my friends, your friends being like, yo, can we get a coffee? What else do you do? We go out, we have the coffee and I go, well, I have an agency. They go, great. I need you to talk to my friend. He runs this company. He needs some da da da. And then that's how we end up working it out. Yeah. Facts. That's on. But Vic, also. Tell me. Like Nana asked earlier, what is the next trend that you see, brother? So, it's a good question. So, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I think, I think, I think, I, think I agree with Raja. Education is absolutely the future, and it's our, it's our future. So it's the truth, mm. right? But um, I think education has always, like, educators have always been the rock stars, right? The right educators. Yeah. So if you think back at school. You'll always have that one teacher. I mean, I wasn't great in school, but I always had that one teacher that, like, you can do this, you can do that. Don't think too much about that. Go this way, try that, you know, whatever. That just motivates you a little bit. So educators have always been the rock stars. I think it's the accessibility or the ability to educate is what is changing. So the technology behind it, what you educate on, who you educate, mm. how you educate them, the niches, the specific niches that you can go down on, that's the future of education so when you think about traditional systems like universities and things like that it's systemic it's based on opinion it's based on some curriculum or some guidelines that the government or whatever is given but that's not necessarily what people need or people want and that that that's going to change so the ability and the accessibility to educate and who and how you educate is 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 going to be the future so we've chosen content because that's our truth that's our passion that's what we live and that's our business and we know that can help. And we're going to be great at that. You already are. Yeah, ab absolutely. You guys are killing it. And you guys, you know, you guys are doing the Hostmasters, there's drinks, there's hospitality, there's events, there's all these different things. So just cho choose the lane and then you go, okay, well, I can niche down on that. Because people don't need to learn everything. They just need to learn what is right for them. That's a great answer. Niching is true. Yeah. Just go, go, go in narrow because you can go narrow. You don't have any... Before... Before the internet, you could go narrow and be like, but there's only so much of a total addressable market here. Mm. But now, no matter how narrow you go, the internet's just going to continue putting more people in there. Mm. You want to specialize in tequilas? The internet is on 24 hours a day, finding people that like tequila. YouTube is on 24 hours a day, serving tequila making videos to people that are interested in tequila. Yeah. The activation of people's interests is being done by the internet. Once their interest is activated, where do you sit? Where do you sit on their discovery journey? And, and, and it's a great answer, Vic. It's, it's honestly about niching down because you should not fear the niche. We specialize, although we do a lot of other stuff, we specialize in owner-managed businesses. So where the founder or the owner of the business still runs it, still sits in the hot seat, the CEO position. Our sweet spot is small to medium businesses. The kind of content we create is B2B. Of that content, we make predominantly video and audio. And of that, we mostly educate. We make educational content. Yep. There's six or seven rungs of narrowing, 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 narrowing. You write that on a piece of paper and you give that to someone and be like, start there and go narrow. It gives them anxiety. Mm. How many people are there? How many people are going to want to do business? Until you actually do it, until you're an actual practitioner and you go, wow, there is a lot of people there. There's enough people there for me to pay my rent and mortgage and then some. 
and the internet's making more and more people interested in it. It's a great answer, Vic, really. Yeah. And that's ultimately a big part of what Hostmasters is going to yeah. be with the digital content, with the live events. It's partnering with different people that have specialties, right? Where there's going to be some Japanese elements because Japan is a little bit in my brain, yeah. right? And there's going to be a lot of stuff with cocktails, of course, but the topics are endless. Mm -hmm. It's something that could literally go on forever yeah. and ever and yeah. ever. And it's just making sure that the formula and the structure is there. The format is perfect. Mm -hmm. So the, the podcast, this is about generating these conversations. It's about having the talks with the people, getting down to who they are right here. But then you have the events and you give people an experience. And it's not necessarily a lecture, but it's just, hey, we're experiencing this together. This is how it's supposed to be. This is how it's supposed to feel. And then, of course, there'll be the digital education platform. So amazing. hopefully uh, rock stars come out of that, you know? Yeah, you will be, for sure. <laughs> nice. Yo, yo, yo. Look, man. Like Excellent. I, I just want to say thank you, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, like from the ice spot this morning to now chilling <laughs> with you guys, like, I, it's not like we don't chill, but like to chilling with you guys and just actually having these conversations, like it actually just like started my day off as boom. What else <laughs> we gonna do, right? Yeah. What else we gonna do? But like just keep on going and just keep on giving like that right energy out there. And like that's what that, that's what's up, man. I, I really like it, guys. And thank you, man. Like I know you need to get. Yeah, get I mean, out you guys here, can right? carry on if you want I know to. You need to get out. You want to? Uh, you guys want to crack on? Mm. You crack on, no problem. Mm. Well, like you may as well just mm. juice him whilst he's here. Yeah. Yeah. As such, oh, hey, yo. Yeah, actually. <laughs> No, if you want to carry on, crying, we can sign yeah. off. We can. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We can sign off. Okay. But Nana, my man. So yeah. I guess you know that is it for today. We are very grateful for you listening to us today. We hope that you are going to be tuning in for a lot more episodes, some more amazing, amazing people. Mm. And with that said, we'll be seeing you soon, Peter. Yo, look, like, like we're saying, like, obviously, the, these are our first guests, and they're our first guests for a reason, because, like, at the end of the day, when Nana, and, Nana came up to me about this, he did say, like, yo, we spoke with these guys that we look up to, and they said, let's jump at it, and we jumped at it, and we thought, like, if we're going to start it correctly by having a, a guest here, we have to have the right guests, and these are the guys that, like, again, we are in hospitality, but they actually do show us what hosting is and what hospitality is, and how do you actually just, like, keep on pushing on your hustle, so, Raj, Vic... <laughs> I like how like, I switched that But then guys thank you for joining us man And like, Absolutely. just thank you for telling us your journey man Because also again like I guess it will inspire a lot of people out there But also it inspires us every day you know So Appreciate do you guys you, have man. anything else to say? Thank you No like just our pleasure man Thanks for having us I didn't know this was the first one with guests I didn't even know you were interviewing us this morning. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, who's interviewing us this morning? Like, tell me about them. I, I was like, I just well, there's Nana, and he's in the food and beverage industry. He's like, what, Nana? I was like, yeah, Nana and Peter. He goes, oh, great, it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I had no idea. I just rocked up this morning to pick him up, yeah. and that was it. But, like, I'm, I'm pleased, um, and I'm pleased for you guys. Um, good luck, and I know, I know you're going to smash it, and if you need anything, you know, we got your back. Yeah, mm, and anybody you. who follows me who's listening, because I know that by this, but if you're listening to this right now, you've probably seen it shared on my Instagram a few days earlier. So, like, these are my actual friends. Like, I really mess with these two guys on a heavy basis. I do business with them. I hang out with them outside of work. I like them both a lot. I think they both fly straight. If you're listening on an Apple podcast, give us a five-star rating and review. Spotify, five stars. YouTube crew, subscribe, like, comment. Make sure you leave, hit the notification bell so you get more, like, more content from these guys. Support them. They are one of us. They're good dudes. And uh, I'm fully 
behind anything that they're putting out content wise I, I, I rock with them heavy that's it Thank now you everyone so knows that it's like yeah. it's official <laughs> now, it's official. now it's on <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll link everything up in the show notes as yeah. well, like mm-hmm. all, your, all your handles and all that yeah. as well Amazing. Happy days. And yeah, good people. I'm Peter the Gentleman Lewis. It's been a beautiful week and it's going to be a better one to come. So yeah, keep on smiling, keep it right. And uh, Nan will say something to you guys. And hey, let's have it. <laughs> it's been a real pleasure. Once again, my name is Dan. It's a share. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hostmasters. And we are out. Happy days. Happy days. Okay, good. Bye.